0: What's up, guys? This is Dark Side with Vital MX. And today I am here with a legend of the sport. You guys, if you don't know what FMF is, then you don't know what motocross is. FMF is one of the legendary companies of the sport. And I'm with one of the owners today, the son of the, the originator of FMF, Mr. Donnie Emler Jr. What's up, little D?
1: What's going on? I guess I'm jumping in over to the dark side here. So let's uh,
0: let's, let's do it. go. That's the only side to be on. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Well, Donnie, let's start with what what's new with FMF. I'm sure with the 23 models being out, there's a lot of work going on.
1: Yeah, you know, there's we work constantly. I mean, it's not just when you know new bikes are are coming out. Obviously, you know, the the quicker we can get our hands on on motorcycles, try to beat the competition to the punch on getting product launched um, and in the hands of the consumers in time when they're when they're buying their new models. I mean, that's that's key, right? So that's always a uh, Number one, uh, you know. Number two, we're we're full fledged, still in the racing season, so it's uh, it feels weird because our, our obviously our sport is pretty much year round, which is great. Uh, people that you know are on the west coast, you know, sometimes you know riding during the summertime slows down, but you know on the, on on the east coast, it's snows thawing out; they're finally able to ride, break out the dirt bikes, so which is nice because we're our our sport is able to run kind of all seasons. Um, so you know, and we're. Hoping to close up another championship here, coming into a couple rounds to go with uh, with the outdoors and, and Eli and and obviously uh, Chase have a killer battle going on, and um, so we're we're hoping the blue bike uh, pulls out on top. But you know, either way, it's been a great year, great season for racing between Supercross and Motocross. So I'm I'm so stoked for our sport as a whole. You know, it's just great to to have that you know great rivalry you know, we're also heading into motocross of nations. Hopefully FMF is going to have, you know, two guys on that, on, on that team. So super looking excited, uh, you know, looking forward to that. I don't know. There's just seems like there's so much always going on the the brand and we just keep, you know, trucking along. And, and I think probably the, the biggest question we get is, man, are you guys still making product? And, uh, (laughs) you know, through, through COVID, uh, you know, obviously everything in the sport just went crazy and ramped up for, especially for the outdoor space of, you know, anything outdoors, trailers, surfboards, bicycles. I mean, it was just, you know, when bike sales are up, you know, over 30%, which is pretty much unheard of for, for our space of, of motorcycles sales. Um, and then you had, uh, you know, parts and accessories up 50%. So, you know, we just got bombarded of, uh, you know, people wanting the FMF brand, which was amazing. Uh, but we just couldn't keep up and, you know, it's a, it's a good problem to have because, you know, honestly, it, it kind of forced us to look at our, the way we were, you know, producing stuff. You know, we do produce everything right here under this, under this roof in Long Beach, California. And so, I mean, it's a, it's a great thing to have at our disposal, but at the same time, it, it really made us figure out how to be more efficient in our production. And so, um, no, we didn't uh, stop making anything. In fact, we <laughs> we only closed for, for actually one week um, at the very beginning of COVID, which um, I'm guessing we probably should have closed down longer, but we said, no, we got to get back to work. And uh, try to figure out how to make as much product for, for people as possible. So I know it's been frustrating for, for people, but I think it, you know, it's not just us, it was across the board. So, uh, sports and good hands and super excited about it.
0: Yeah. You mentioned everything being in house and I got the pleasure of seeing your facility a few years ago and, and you literally mean everything is done in house, I think, except for maybe the nickel plating or something. You did
1: a good job on your, on your homework. You were getting the tour. So yeah, (laughs) As you mentioned, um, you know, we source all the material, uh, you know, most of it's local. Our titanium comes actually from Japan. They make a really, really good, uh, titanium, uh, product, uh, comes in big coils as you saw. So like people see semis driving down the road with like three big coils in the back of the semi. That's basically how the, you know, the process starts for us. And then we, you know, we're cutting that all down to shape. Um, we stamp everything in house. We roll our own titanium tubing in house, um, as, as you mentioned, the, the only thing that we don't make in house, uh, or is, um, we don't nickel plate the pipes, uh, the two stroke pipes, and, uh, we don't make our carbon fiber caps. So it's right. in caps. Those get made in Northern California. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it, we're a complete vertical manufacturing, um, and we can do things in small, small runs where a lot of companies that wouldn't make sense right like you have to it doesn't make sense to set up this this machine if it's not going to run you know 500 to a thousand of that part well, mm-hmm. we don't want to do that because we have a lot of different SKUs that we have to keep up on a lot of different motorcycles i mean we make stuff all the way back to 1987 so you can imagine the amount of thousands of, of part numbers we have so in order to try to keep up with all those we make things in, in small smaller runs you know 50 to 100, you know, bigger, bigger runs for, for you know, the more popular motorcycles, you know, the KTMs, the Yamahas. Um, so, but it is nice, you know, we have this at our disposal, uh, but there's always uh, room for improvement and, uh, you know, that's what, that's what we're working on.
0: Although you didn't have any significant material shortage, I would assume like every other company business in the country You probably had some issues with having enough employees to run things because of the COVID uh, requirements, especially in California. I'm sure that was a struggle for you.
1: I mean, I wasn't going to call anyone out, but uh, (laughs) yeah, people just didn't want to work. Right. (laughs) Trust me. uh, Again, an issue across the board. I mean, we've all driven around across the nation. I mean, and you see now hiring signs and all that. And, you know, that was our, our biggest holdup. I mean, we were at one point we were short you know, I think close to 50 people. I mean, it was, it was bad. So we're trying to, you know, the, the, the industry is going crazy. We have less people. We're trying to make more product with less people. And so, you know, it just, it was a, a recipe for kind of a disaster, but at the same time, it's, it, it all, you know, proves on how you pull out of things like this. And I think it, you know, it's kind of a good little reset and it helps, like I said, like open our eyes. Like, you know, we thought we were doing things, you know, this way was the right way. And then all of a sudden, you know, stuff happens, things change and you're like, why haven't we been doing it like this the whole time? So (laughs) it's things that like kind of, you know, 2008, obviously we had to figure, you know, figure things out and we came out, you know, great on the other side of that. And then, you know, now you got the 2020 and now we're in 22 and we're, we're coming out of this and you know, we're, we're happy where, where we're at. Um, But yeah, I mean, it, it all came down to, to the labor market. Um, we've always been really good about, uh, sourcing material and having stuff on hand ready to go. I mean, I think that's one of the probably one things that, uh, my dad does, you know, he really enjoys sourcing material and, and making sure that we have it. We have the facility, we have the, the capacity to store it here. Um, you know, you know, over a hundred thousand square foot building. Um, so we've we got, we've got space, although it is, uh, running out quickly. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I guess that's also a good thing that we're, we're growing and we're, we're trying, trying to, f- to figure out how to, uh, you know, continue this, right. this legacy. Like you said, almost, almost 50 years, which is pretty crazy that, you know, I, I started working for my dad when I was, when I was 18 after, after high school and, you know, kind of went full time, you know, working in going to college at night, you know, working during the day and, um, man, I wouldn't change it for the world. And just to see where just the short time that I've been here, I guess it's not that short, but the time that I've been here, just seeing where the the brand has, has grown and and what we've, what we've accomplished. It's pretty, it's pretty surreal, honestly.
0: Yeah. And speaking of your dad, there's two things I want to ask. So your dad, Donnie, still pretty hands-on in the day-to-day shop stuff, right? I mean, he's out there working almost every day in the shop from what I remember
1: I don't think hands-on. Actually, okay. that is the, the the exact precise word is hands-on because uh, sounds cliche, but yeah, very very hands-on. I mean, he's his hands are literally touching every piece of of this business from, you know, fixing equipment. You know, like I said, purchasing material, coming up with new ways to to build stuff. Still, you know, doing all the two-stroke development, uh, working on uh, with George R and D manager on all four-stroke stuff. So. I mean everything uh that revolves with this logo and this uh this company he knows he knows about. We work very closely on um, you know, he gives me a lot of leeway and uh to do what you know I feel is, is right for for the brand and, and the look and the image and uh you know he's he's great with that and we just we work really well together.
0: Sometimes, a lot of times, family businesses there's a lot of headbutting, things don't always aren't always successful what has it been about your relationship with your dad and the business relationship that has made allowed it to be successful?
1: It's a good question. I think, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not the hands on guy like from, you know, a design development R and D process guy. I'm more of the creative thinking, marketing brand awareness, um, you know, the direction I see think that he would enjoy the brand going and so i think us not you know probably working together on the the whole development side probably is is nice because we're we're not like button heads back there like that um we you know obviously we meet on everything that has to do with the business and and in that sense and business decisions but um, I don't know. I just think we have we've always had just a good relationship. Like we want to go ride dirt bikes together. We want to we want to work together. We want to you know see where this this brand can can go. And I I think ultimately that's probably one of the reasons why we are where we are today. Is just because we can we can kind of navigate through this thing together.
0: Yeah, that's great. All right. So going to the racing side, you mentioned uh, possibility of some championships or a championship coming up here in just a couple of weeks. And MXDN over the last few years, especially with Star Yamaha, you've had numerous championships between Eli Tomac, Dylan Ferrandis, Christian Craig this year, Justin Cooper, Colt Nichols, as uh, Zach Osborne in 2020 was on FMF with his outdoor championship, and then this year I believe something like 21 titles at Loretta Lynn's, including. Caden Braswell, who was somewhat of a surprise with the Horizon Award winner. Just talk about the success of on the racing end over the last couple of years and what that means to you. Yeah, uh,
1: it's it's pretty crazy because if you know people look back, you know, uh, you know, it used to be just pretty much dominated by by Mitch and, and his factory level, you know, racing and and congrats, hats off to to them. I mean, Mitch has always done a great job at at that highest level of, of racing. And that wasn't where FMF always was, you know, back in the two stroke days, we really, really, and we still do nothing's changed. We, we really catered to the off road scene, the amateur scene. If we had some pro guys out there, some race teams, that was awesome, but it wasn't like make or break like that for us. That wasn't how we marketed our brand. That's not how we thought we would sell the most product by, necessarily having a carmichael or or such so we kind of took a different approach you know we went grassroots level we went you know let's be the best amateur support there is out there let's go to all the events let's take care of riders at, at these events let's go to every off-road race let's sponsor every off-road series from national and hound you know works GNCC you know let's let's take that approach and that that's kind of always been where I feel like we've been a little bit different as a company which not saying there's a right way and a wrong way um we just took a a different approach and then you know we built up that before we built up our factory level racing side of supercross motocross and then you know that came along as well um you know, obviously, we've been a part of Star since they since they started. You know, everyone thought, you know, back in the day, they were just, you know, just a little team, in which they were. You know, Bobby Reagan came in and said, you know, I just want to have a race team and I want to go racing, and you know, I want to help help these kids. And man, he's if you look back and seen them, the amount of people that he's helped, and and so, you know, f- helping those type of teams, we never s- thought like, okay, well, we're gonna help you now because when you're winning championships later you're never going to forget us. No, we want to help you now because you are the little guy and we dig what you're, what you're doing and we want to be a part of it. And luckily it blossomed into what it has. Um, you know, and then obviously we'll work with, uh, you know, factory Husqvarna and, you know, factory KTM on, on a lot of their programs from, from off road. And, um, so I, you know, it's great. I, I, want to toot our horn for sure because there's just more than supercross and motocross titles that we're winning like you mentioned you know the the huge success at the amateur racing level that we that we have but you know on the off-road level man i mean we won 31 like major championships last year from you know world titles in europe to um you know every pretty much everything everything in in the off-road racing world so you know and and I think that's important to shine a light on on those on those guys as well because you know it, it's all of that that makes up with the DNA of of this red and yellow logo.
0: Yeah, I guess probably when it comes to the just the weekend warrior kind of guys that more guys are probably going and doing just off road riding, whether it be in the high des out there in SoCal or in the area where I live, like you said, just going riding ride in the woods with their kids or their family. So that probably does make up a bigger portion of the the marketing for you.
1: Exactly. And that's the majority of people that that are riding and buying parts for dirt bikes. They're yeah. not hardcore racers. I mean, we it's super easy to get stuck in in the mindset of man, like we need to focus on on racing because that's what people are doing. Yeah, there's a ton of people that are out there racing and it that's great for our sport. But what's even better for our sport is people buying motorcycles as a family and going out and doing this together because if dad and son just Think that the racing avenue is the only way, and, and not really involving mom and sister and, and stuff like that. I mean, that's not that's not good for anyone. So if, if everyone's, the family's involved and and be able to do it together, um, you know, that's that's where success for the industry comes.
0: Absolutely. Uh, looking back at the history of the brand, nineteen seventy three is when your dad started the business. If you look at the success of a business like FMF. It's kind of amazing in today's day and age when you said there was no social media. It it really was had to be a good product and word of mouth, a few magazine are you know ads here and there. But it's such a different time now. Are you surprised at how well the business is done? Other than just obviously the quality of the work.
1: Yeah, and I think if you started a company today, um, it'd be really really tough. I mean, there's there's so many different forms of outlets of how you have to market. Um, you know, back then it, you know, you let the product speak for itself. You, you you went to the, you know, my dad was going to the races. He was, he was racing and then also working on and building, you know, pro- professional riders, you know, bikes and showing up to the track to let Marty Smith use his bike. And, you know, so that was kind of the grassroots of like how the business kind of started. And you could, you could do that back then. And, you know, magazines were a huge part of it and working with editors over the years and having them test your product because, you know, people read magazines, they're, they're, they're looking at the, the reviews and what, what the writers say about the product and then, you know, getting NFMF exhaust and, and putting it on and, and, you know, our slogan is feel the power. So as soon as people put it on and it, and it fits and it goes on right and, and the fitment's great and then they get to hear it and then they get to feel it so you know it's obviously we've been lucky because we've been around so so long if we were just starting today and it'd be you know a really difficult place to navigate i mean obviously you know magazines are still a huge part of of our sport and we we you know advertise in all all of them but you know social media and, and the way things are you're you know advertising on on social now and and the things that you have to do to to also keep relevant and have fun, you know, with, with your post and not just take ourselves so seriously all the time. Like we were a company that it, we ride dirt bikes for goodness sake. I mean, we, we were, we're a, a group of Dirt bags that love to get dirty. Like (laughs) most sports don't want to get dirty. Like we can't wait to like go get roosted and stuff. So like, if we, if we take ourselves too seriously, I think we'll just kind of phase ourselves out. Like we want to have, we want to have fun. We want to, we want people to enjoy when they, when they purchase an FMF product that, you know, puts a smile on their face and and they get to go ride a dirt bike and and share the passion that that we have here, um, you know, with, with riding. So.
0: Yeah. you mentioned earlier that your lane is kind of the marketing and promoting and finding these cool ways to promote the, the business. And over the last just few years, you've come up with the drop, uh, the write it out campaign that I read about. And of course, the, even the power, the power bomb goggles that you guys have started kind of promoting. Just talk about those, those campaigns and how you look at marketing and what you're trying to get done with your marketing.
1: Yeah, I think I I look at FMF, like I mentioned, as a as a fun brand. And if there's ways that people can represent that they ride dirt bikes by wearing an FMF T-shirt or a hat and feeling like when they wear that, when they go out to a restaurant and they see another person or someone sees them, they go, oh, that's cool. That guy rides, you know, like and I think that's the fun part about it is, you know, we all love what this sport does from a from a family aspect to, to obviously to business and just, and just having fun. But I think it's, yeah, it's, it challenges me to come up with, with new ideas. Um, and I think that's what, you know, obviously keeps this job amazing is not only do I get to, you know, ride dirt bikes with my dad and, and, you know, create, you know, the the number one exhaust company in the world, but how, how can we also have fun by coming up with and challenging myself with new ideas? So, you know, you mentioned the drop and, you know, it's a really fun project that I get to to literally have my hands in every month, like from start to finish. Like I still print the labels for the boxes. I write the letter for the box. I, you know, we come up with who we're going to work with for the t-shirt design, whether that's working with an athlete like Zach Osborne or Colt Nichols or, or our guys or working with a media partner or just another industry partner, like, you know, um, racer X and method wheels and, and just people that I've, that I've come across with over the years. And it's a good way for me to like use the connections and people that I've come across and met through this great industry outside the industry. Um, and tie that all into one little box and kind of tell a story about why the design of the shirt looks like that and talk a little bit about it in the letter and, and ultimately just have, have fun every month. And then, you know, working with, you know, Ludo and the crew from hundred percent when they approached us about, you know, possibly doing an FMF goggle. I mean, at first out, you know, it's really hard for me to, you know, okay, like, how do we, you know, pivot a little bit to, you know, where we're in this, this new space, and then I kind of got to thinking, I'm like, you know what? FMF is a brand that everyone can relate with. You Either you like it or, or you don't, but you can still relate to it because it means you ride dirt bikes. So why not take advantage of, of that logo? And I'm always jealous of goggle guys. They get up on the podium and, you know, luckily I don't make gear because I'd be really bummed because all you see is the goggle. The yeah, strap yeah. covers the jersey. You know, it's always around there. So I'm like, you know what? why wouldn't I want guys on the podium from off-road to to supercross having, you know, an FMS strap around their, around their neck, you know? So I, you know, that's kind of like, it's really cool and great to work with them and um, on this project. And it's been, you know, coming up on two years of launching, launching the goggle, the FMS vision um, category and have a lot of fun with that, you know, working with the riders and, and getting to see kind of just a different side of like, I normally we sponsor, teams right so Mm -hmm. we're we're working with you know the team and the team manager and and you know now it's like i get to work directly with a rider that you know we we're sponsoring for for goggles and i've worked with you know all the riders because i've seen them all come up over the years at one point i'm pretty sure every one of these guys has uh at one point used fmf as an amateur and i've this was my 20th year going to loretta's straight so I've seen a lot of, uh, a lot of these and touched, you know, and high five, a lot of these kids, you know, over the years. So it's, you know, neat to see where, you know, where these kids, you know, have come from and, um, and what they're doing now.
0: Very cool. All right. 50th anniversary next year. You working on anything? You got anything special plans? Are you going to blow this thing up? We're going to just, is FMF going to be everywhere?
1: I, I'm hoping, you know, it's it's pretty special. You know, there's not uh, there's not a lot of companies that are still owned by the original owner that have been around as long as FMF has. Um, you take, you know, and there's nothing wrong with um, you know selling your business or or whatnot, um, but you take companies like you know a Fox started in 1978. Um, I'm, I just try to go down, down the line. I mean, there's really not, you know, obviously Mitch and pro circuit still, still have their, their business, but they started in 1978. I think, you know, um, O'Neill's been around for a long time, but there's really not too many. There's maybe you can count them on your fingers of businesses that are still around that have been around that long. So, you know, kudos to, to big D for, you know, coming up with an amazing, uh, brand that I get to be a part of. And, uh, for 50, 50 years next year, yeah, we're going to blow it up. So just get, get ready. We got some, uh, some cool things in the works, um, and, uh, excited for it for sure. I mean, it makes me feel a little older, but whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we get older every year, right? Yeah. Well, I got to say congrats to you, your dad, the business it's, it's super, super impressive. And it means a lot that you took some time out of your day to come on here and talk about it with me.
1: Yeah, well, I appreciate it. Um, as, as always, we, uh, we, you know, we love the sport. We love our, our fans. We love people that, that rocked FMF logo proudly. Um, and, you know, it's just, uh, it's important for our, for our sport. And we, need, we just need more people coming in into it. So, you know, get your friends, get them off the couch and uh, have them let's go ride
0: absolutely that's a perfect way to end this Donnie thank you so much
1: no problem man thanks guys got it